Okay, Google, play the Sideline Hustle podcast. Sure, the Sideline Hustle football podcast. Here's where you left off. What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Drew Lieberman. I'm slow packing. <laughs> Our days here numbered. Even the way we've come up in the world, think about it. We've created the website ourselves. We've made this podcast ourselves. Like everything's been done just by us hustling. And you are now listening to the Sideline Hustle Podcast. We talk about doing this show. Yeah, we, we laugh and we joke and we complain about how hard we work. But if we didn't love to coach, we wouldn't be doing it. I want the good guys in. Get them out of there. I want the good guys in. To me, I think we're broadcasting the day-to-day life of what college football is. From the sidelines, we gotta hustle cause we gotta eat. From the sidelines, we got some goals that we still gotta reach. What up, what up? This is Coach Leaves bringing you episode 19 of Coach Talk. Uh, today's Thursday, walkthrough day right before the game, so not really much to update you guys on. I want to get right into the topic that I have in mind for the day, and that is Coach's Fashion. And the gear that we're given and the gear that we wear, the way we dress, uh, mostly during practice, during football activities, what I want to focus on. But I think it's an interesting topic. Having coached at, you know, the in the Big Ten, having coached at Albany, having coached at Wesleyan, a D3 school, now at Don Bosco Prep in high school, I've seen kind of all the different levels of gear distribution, uh, like requirements for what you wear. Some places are looser than others. And I just think that it's a... Uh, an interesting topic to get into. This is definitely going to be a larger podcast episode with guests and and sound bites and all, and all that um, down the road. But you know, right now I don't really have all the time during the season to produce one of those episodes, so that'll wait till the postseason. And I just want to get into it right now on on this Thursday and kind of talk some more about it. Um, but I, I just think it's funny. So like when you, for for example, when you're at Rutgers, right, you're given so much gear that you're expected to dress a certain type of way all the time because you're given, you know, four pairs of shorts, uh, five tops, two hoodies, whatever it is. You have all the gear you could ever dream of as a coach. Uh, you know, like, like we would get, I, w- I was off the field in player development my first year at Rutgers. When I got promoted to a GA, I was the assistant quarterback res- receivers coach. Uh, then I was I was viewed as like a full-time coach and got gear like a full-time coach. And it would be like once every two weeks, we would have a random new sweatshirt or new shirt or new pair of shorts or new shoes uh, just because it was a Wednesday. Because, uh, you know, Nike was always sending those Big Ten schools, those big money schools, so much gear all the time. Uh, so we were always, you know, filled with new stuff. When we played in a bowl game against UNC uh, my first year at Rutgers, there were 30 days of practice leading up to the bowl game, and every single day the equipment manager gave all the full-time coaches, all the players, a new piece of gear. So one day it might be shoes, it might be a pair of shorts, it might be a shirt, it might be a bag. Like we got an unbelievable amount of stuff. I've, I've been able to outfit my every friend and family that's close to me with, with Rutgers gear for my two and a half years there. Um, but but the thing with that was, like I said, you were expected you were expected to be on point with what like there was no such thing as wearing anything non Rutgers to practice. Um, you also weren't allowed to ta- to cut or mess with any of the gear you were given. It had to look at like the the way you got it originally. Um, but but there was no such thing as like you couldn't just wear a, a, a random pair of red and black shorts. You had to wear the Rutgers issued shorts. Whereas like at Wesleyan. Uh, you know, like the, you don't get as much gear and, and the culture, there's not, there's no media around. There's not all this attention around you at a D3 school. So the attention on what you're wearing is, is much looser. And, you know, you could pretty much come out in anything there. 
guys would wear, you know, like we had a, a coach who, who coached, who played at Penn State. He'd wear Penn State shorts, Ohio State shorts. I wore Rutgers gear at times um, when I was there. But, I, but I've always thought that it's, it is important to be on brand at practice. I think that it affects the kids. I found that whenever I'm wearing, I'm at Bosco now. And we weren't given a ton of gear when, gear when I got here, especially in the summer. You know, when I first got here, I didn't have any Bosco gear for the entire summer. I, w- I wore a, a, a gray hoodie that I cut the sleeves off of, like like Belichick, and uh, just uh, whatever shorts I had. Sometimes it'd be Rucker shorts, sometimes it'd be Wesleyan shorts. And I found that every time I wore something from another school, the kids would comment about it and have something to say. And it, it kind of just like, it, it, I think it makes kids think that you're not 100% loyal when you're representing another program. And I, and I get it from their perspective. I don't, I, don't, I don't exactly put my finger on what I think that is that's being expressed, but it's definitely something. It happened to me at Wesleyan as well when I would wear Rutgers stuff at Wesleyan. They'd be like, oh, you're big time, you know, stuff like that. So I do think it's important to dress the part uh, so it's not a distraction for the kids. It keeps them focused and, and it re-emphasizes the fact that you're bought in and reinforces the fact that you're bought in the same way that, you know, if a kid came out, you know, at Bosco with a with a Paramus Catholic pair of shorts on, like no one would be happy about that. And I understand it's not the same rivalry as if like, you know, Paramus versus Bosco, but just, just wearing stuff that's not Don Bosco issued, uh, you know, I, th- I think is something that, that, you know, messes with the kids a little bit. It's something I try to be conscious of. Um, but what, what I what I thought was funny was when I was at Wesleyan, you know, we didn't get a lot of gear at first. It's a small D3 school. You only get gear once a year. Uh, you know, you don't have the biggest budget. So it's like the spring and early preseason and, and I needed stuff to practice in and especially stuff to go to camps in in the summer. So, you know, the D3, you're you're on the road at all these camps recruiting kids. You need Wes, you need to be in Wesleyan gear. For me, it was a little different because I played there, but I didn't have the updated gear. So what I did, I was lucky. I came from Rutgers to Wesleyan. Rutgers is red and black. Wesleyan's red and black. Both Nike schools. So I sent in like my best 10 tops, like jackets and short sleeve pullovers and, and hoodies and stuff like that. I sent them to this company, Burlington Sports and Graphics in Vermont. Uh, and I had them pay like $10 a jacket to have them rip off the old block R's. And they sewed on a Wesleyan W on all this gear. So I had literally the freshest gear in the entire Nescat conference because I was wearing all the Big Ten gear that I was able to translate right to, you know, the Wesleyan gear. I had better gear than the head coach and everybody. And I always felt like that rubbed people the wrong way a little bit, but I didn't care because I love, as a coach, I enjoy feeling like I look good. The same way I think players enjoy having wristbands on and different Under Armour or whatever it is. Like, you look good, you feel good, you play good. Like, I like feeling like I'm on the practice field with a little bit of swag. And now with me, I don't think anyone's paying attention. The players comment on it and stuff, but I don't think anyone really cares. But it's just like a confidence thing for me. Like, I like dressing the part looking the part and and feeling like i look fresh you know in coach's terms so it was cool to be able to wear you know some of that big 10 gear you know on the sidelines stuff like that Um, but i think it's an interesting point of contention i think some people take it the wrong way because they're jealous some people whatever just don't support the fact that you've coached somewhere different than they have i think there's a lot of weird egotistical things in the relationships with coaches and the way uh those dynamics kind of play out uh, another big fashion trend amongst coaches is uh, coaches tend to wear extra layers, no matter what, no matter what the the weather is. So, I, like for me personally, I will wear sleeves every single practice during the summer without fail. But I wear it because I refuse to get sunburned and I refuse to develop a, a farmer's stand 
getting sunburned sucks first of all and obviously it's unhealthy um but but i i refuse to wear a short sleeve shirt during the summer and get the far the cut off farmer's tan and look like a fool when i go to the beach or whatever else i'm doing wear a sleeveless shirt i refuse to do it so i always wear sleeves even when i go down to a camp in florida and it's 105 degrees you'll see me with a thin long sleeve shirt on to protect myself from the sun other coaches and this is something i've partaken i've, I've done at times uh, a lot of coaches will wear like hot jackets or sweatshirts in the summer to get like an extra sweat in under the guise that they're burning more calories during practice and they're killing two birds with one stone and coaches are so busy and they're working 16, 17 hours a day. A lot of times we, we truly, truly do not have time to work out, especially at the division one college level. There's very little time to get to work out. So I think in coaches mind, hey, if I, if I put it on an extra layer, an extra sweatshirt, I'm killing two birds with one stone and I'm gonna you know run around at practice and sweat a little more and I'm good. Now that'll justify the, the cheeseburger I'm gonna eat tonight or whatever it is. Uh, I think the logic of of coaches is is hilarious to me and something I will continue to tell more stories about but uh you know the the coaches fashion is something funny man I, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the the hoodie with the cutoff sleeves I don't know if it's because me and Belichick went to the same school so I've always looked up to him he was a Wesleyan alum as was I um I don't know I, I just feel comfortable in it it's something that I, I don't get cold very easily so I can I can withstand like if it's not freezing I'll wear a cutoff hoodie with, you know, a long sleeve shirt underneath in the, in the winter with some sweatpants and be fine. But even in the summer, I'll wear, I, I, I wear the cutoff hoodie all the time um, just because I it, it just I feel comfortable and it's loose, it's it's comfortable. I feel like, you know, if you wear different varieties, it looks kind of cool, like, you know, all those things. I think it's just, uh, again, I don't think anyone really, like there's a guy like Jim Harbaugh who wears the same khaki pants, the same outfit all the time, which, you know, some guys do that because some guys believe in their fashion not being a distraction and you know just like wearing the same thing all the time the same way you get into the same routine why would i change anything different and i'm and people are like that way too even if you feel like you're you've got some swag and you're dressed i wear one of two or three outfits on the practice field i don't have you know i don't have a different one every day but you know i do like to switch it up at times definitely the game day i like to be on point on game day I have you know clean press pants uh you know have your shoes looking nice and and you know some official professional looking top on with with normally i wear a backwards hat i'm not a big forwards hat guy when I'm coaching, I don't, I don't know why. When I'm when I'm walking around, when I'm doing this stuff, I'll wear forwards hat. But I'm not a big, I'm a big backwards hat guy when when I'm coaching. It feels very weird for me to wear a forwards hat. Uh, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I like to view myself as like a youthful spirit when I'm coaching. I don't know what to tell you, but that's my insight on on coaches' fashion. Uh, it will definitely be a longer episode, a full episode with guests. I think it's a hilarious topic and something that will provide a lot of entertainment. Um, but that's all I got. Thursday, walkthrough day, going to be locked in. I will update you guys uh, some more tomorrow when it's game day. This is Coach Leaves, episode 19 of Coach Talk. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Brother, let me get this thing straight. Can't just be another random rapper with a mixtape. I just went and put another beat inside a pine box. I just went and took another trip way out to Biscay. I love Miami because they always treat me so well. They used to see me nowhere. I used to pull them by saying I run for the team. Now they running their hands through my head. They used to never want to see my town. I got them coming to the east side now. In the city where I reside now. When they move a little weight, let the D line now. Running track or running back. Gotta keep it moving, never running back. Never. We running the game and they running laps. That's another story for another track. See, from the sidelines, we gotta hustle, cause we gotta eat. 
from the sidelines. We got some goals that we still gotta reach. Yeah. Stop. 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 Stop.